So, praise the Lord. I'm going to continue with my theme, Christ in the book of Acts. And this is part 17. And I'm going to read this morning from Acts chapter 9, the verses 32 to 43. <clears throat> As I study this, I must say, the Word of God is so wonderful. Amen? Hallelujah. And we see God work through the Apostle continuously. And as the Lord was um, going to heaven and He commissioned His disciples. And we see here the report what the disciples did. And let's start in Acts chapter 9, the verses 32 to 43. But before I'm going to read it, I think we should pray, all pray, for our dear brother Sean. Have you missed him? Anybody missed him? I missed him. And that's right. And let's pray for him. So I heard about, yes, a little bit of a tummy problem. Is that right? Yes? Okay. So he should uh, uh, recover. Let's pray for him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our dear brother Sean. We thank the Lord for his ministry he does here in the church. And Lord, I thank you that you will touch him. Also his stomach, is he, if he is not feeling well. Make him feel well again, Lord, as soon as possible. Lord, I pray that your presence might be around him as he is at home alone. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And now let's read. Now as Peter was traveling through all the, those regions, he came down, down also to the saints who lived in Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas. He had been bedridden eight years, for he was paralyzed. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. Immediately he got up. But he forgot to make his bed. It's not being reported here, is it? No? There's a reason why I'm going to speak about that. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which, which uh, translates in Greek is called Dorcas. This woman was abounding with deeds of kindness and charity which she continuously did. And it happened at that time that she felt sick and died. And when they had washed her body, they laid it in an upper room. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, having heard that Peter was there, sent two men to him, imploring him, do not delay in coming to us. So Peter arose and went with them. When he arrived, they brought him into the upper room, and all the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing all the tunics and garments that Dorcas used to make while she was with them. But Peter sent them all out and knelt down and prayed and turned to the body and said, Tabitha, arise. And she arose, or she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and raised her up. 
and called his saints and widows, he presented her alive. It became known all over Joppa, and many believed in the Lord, and Peter stayed many days in Joppa with a tenor named Simon. We thank the Lord for your word. And we thank the Lord, although you went to heaven, Lord, your disciples you commissioned were still working on earth and preaching your wonderful gospel. And we thank the Lord that these disciples preached the gospel. And throughout church history, it came to us in Europe, America, wherever, Lord, and even here in Australia. We thank the Lord for the wonderful power of the gospel. Hallelujah. Millions and millions of Lord put their faith in you, Lord, throughout the church history. I thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, bless us also as we think about this word, I pray. Give grace to speak your word. Give grace, O oh Lord, to listen to your word. And also give grace to act upon your word in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. As we know, previously there was a persecution around Jerusalem and the church went through troubles. And it's interesting that actually persecution was initiated by Saul from Tarsus. He was the one who was initiating the persecution. And even he went so far to Damascus, he wanted to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. But Jesus said once, even the gates of hell will not prevail against the church he is building. A church we might build that might collapse, but a church Jesus built that will never ever collapse. And even Satan and the hell and hell can't do anything. The church of Jesus Christ was growing. And it's interesting if you read church history. I'm sometimes a little bit interested in these things. Isn't it wonderful? The gospel of Jesus Christ was not extinguished there in the first century. No. It was going on, going on, going on. Hallelujah. There were always people, disciples, who believed in Jesus and preached the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And the word of God came to me as well when I was a 13-year-old boy. And I heard the gospel and it came into my heart. And I was convicted by the Spirit of God. I gave my life to the Lord there and then. Hallelujah. Now we are here. Now Saul from Tarsus after he was converted and he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, now he himself was now on the top list of the Hellenistic Jews. They were after him. And as the people, the disciples in Jerusalem heard about it, they said, better you go home, go to Tarsus. He was no longer now in Jerusalem. And he was going up. There was no persecution anymore. Now in Jerusalem, Saul and Peter, they were together for a while, for 15 days. And 
There was something going on now. The attention Luke, who wrote actually Acts, was now turned to Peter. Saul was out of the picture. He was up in, in Tarsus. And now, and through the evangelistic work of Philip, actually in Greek, Philippus, or Philippos. And he was working when he experienced a transportation from the road to uh, uh, Gaza. He was transported from there. And then it, he found himself in a place. And he found himself in Astod, where he was and preaching on all the cities up to Caesarea. And so Peter found a church even in Lydda. And this church and also the other church were actually founded by the work of Philip. And we can read in Acts chapter 8, verse 14. But Philip found himself to Asodot. That means Ashdod. And as he passed through, he kept preaching the gospel to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. Now we see Peter, he was highly regarded in Jerusalem because the Lord gave him a wonderful, wonderful gift and the Lord also gave him a great task to do. Now here in Lydda, there was a church and some disciples and Peter went down and visited all these churches. He went up the west coast of Jerusalem. And so till he came to all the places and he came here to Lydda and as he came to the church there was one man eight years long he was bedridden he was paralyzed he couldn't walk and the first thing Peter when he saw him he said Aeneas Jesus Christ heals you get up and stressing, Peter said here, Jesus Christ heals you. And immediately he was healed. It's very interesting. Now Peter was not called by him as we read it in James. Is somebody ill? He should call for the elders and they should come and pray with him. There was body ministry, then it's body ministry now as well. If somebody's ill, call for the elders. They should come and anoint you with oil, and the prayer of faith will him heal, or will heal him or her. Now, this was not here the case. Peter didn't come because he was called and there was a sick man. No, he saw him. And Peter acted on Mark 16, verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by signs that follows. He was there, he was preaching, and the works followed. Signs and wonders were following. Aeneas Jesus Christ heals you. Get up. 
Now the original text, original Greek text, says this here, strosom se auto. That means get up and spread your carpet. So there's a, actually perhaps a little bit of a mistranslation. He was on his bed. Why should he make his bed again? Raise up and spread. In other words, spread your carpet. And according to the Oriental uh, custom, they were not sitting on nice couches we have. They were sitting on a carpet in a circle. In other words, come into the circle, sit down, spread your carpet. Because he didn't stay in bed, did he? No. And we see, interesting, he came up and he was healed. Now, Peter was equipped with wonderful gifts. And interesting, we read out about the work of Peter so wonderfully. Hallelujah. He preached on Pentecost and many came to the Lord. Now, Peter was still the same, still empowered in the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter had or held himself humble, and we asked ourselves, why did Peter have so wonderful gifts? He was healing, and later on we find out, he was also raising people from the dead. Hallelujah. One thing we learn about Peter, what is this? He was humble. He was humble. Praise the Lord. And that's why he wrote, that we should humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And if we humble ourselves, God will lift us up and raise us that we can be something for Him. We read in Acts chapter 5, the verses 15 and 16, that Peter was a blessing to such an extent that they even carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on cots and pallets, so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on any one of them. Also the people from cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together, bringing people who were sick and afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all being healed. Wonderful. Do you, can you think about what it is? People were lining up on the street and they expected Peter to come by. He didn't lay hands on. Just his shadow. Just his shadow when it passed over the people. They got healed. Hallelujah. We have the presence of Jesus in our hearts. And let's walk in the presence of the Lord. And you know, God will use you wherever you are. Don't be afraid of anything. Don't be afraid of any Muslim either. You have Jesus, hallelujah. You have Jesus, and Jesus is in you. And everybody knows it exactly. People will realize whether Jesus is in you. Now, why was Peter so gifted? I haven't, haven't read about of anyone in our time 
Gifted like Peter, even if he passed by people, they got healed. And demon-possessed people got set free. I experienced that people, when I was there, or preaching the word of God, all of a sudden demons got active in the church because there were people who were demon-possessed all of a sudden. And we had to stand against it in the name of Jesus and set him free. Hallelujah. But not just by my presence or by my shadow. That was with Peter. And God blessed him so wonderfully. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing to be humble. Humble is something when we do humble ourselves before God. And I think a few Sundays ago I told us told you what it means to be humble. To be humble doesn't mean to have your head hanging on the left side or a left side or right side. No, to be humble is the right attitude of yourself before God. To see yourself as God sees you. That's humility. Now Peter went further. While they were rejoicing up in Lydda about this man who got healed, he was eight years long bedridden. He got healed. There was sadness in Joppa. Peter was called by two men and he came to Joppa. Now in Joppa he found a church, a typical church formed and taught by Philippus or Philip. Who knows who was Philip? Anybody knows who was Philip? Who was it? Our dear sister knows it. He was one of the deacons in Jerusalem, and something, his ministry was in that regard too. The way you preach the gospel, the way the church will be. And he was preaching here, and we found something, and that was characterizing his ministry he did in Jerusalem. What was his ministry in Jerusalem? Anybody knows? He was looking after the poor. He did some kind of social ministry, you know, with all the others. Because some people in Jerusalem, they were complaining we don't get our food or we didn't get our bread ration today and so on or whatever it was. And then you know, they had these seven deacons. And he preached here also, somehow. Now when Peter got there, to Joppa, and Philip had influence in this church, if a pastor is gospel preaching centered, you will realize the church will also have this thought. The church will be formed according 
what the pastor is, whether he walks with the Lord or not. There was something happening. What was it? There was a lady, Tabitha, or we can call it Dorcas, that's in Greek, and Dorcas means what? Huh? Dorcas, Greek. You, you Greek, what, what does it mean? Gazelle. That's Dorcas. She was, um, or her name meant gazelle, or like a deer. Yes? Like a deer. And she did something. What did she do? She worked in the church, and she was looking after the widows and the ladies and so on. She wasn't interested in ladies' fashions, but she did something, and that was interesting. And she fell sick and died. In one church there was rejoicing, here was sadness. And they brought Peter up. And one thing was important we might and should never forget. Galatians chapter 2, the verse 9b and 10. James, Cephas, and John gave me and Barnabas, Paul is speaking about here. And there's one point I want to point out here, and that's what the apostle pointed out to Paul as well. James, Cephas, and John gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship so that they might go or that we might go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They only asked us to remember what? They only asked us to remember what? What? Can I hear it? Do you have your Bible there? Oh. They only remembered us what? To remember the poor. And Paul says, I also was eager to do. So we see something also poor should be included in our gospel message. Amen? And that was she did. A church that was working also. And Tabitha, she did close. And when Peter got there, they brought her up to the chamber, to the upper room, and there were some widows that said, look at here what she did, this wonderful dress she did for me and for our neighbor as well, and all the clothes we have got here. She did it while she was with us, but she is no longer there. Do you see something? Because Philip was somebody who was looking after the poor in the church in Jerusalem and after those who were hungry and didn't get the portions. It was a kind of social ministry too. I'm not saying we all should become now social workers, but what do I want to say? That's what I call body ministry. Tabitha didn't wait till she got ordained officially from Peter or from anyone, then to do something. No. If you see a need in the church, fill it. 
Do it. That's what she did. She was never ordained for that ministry. Do you understand it? But she knew there's a need and she did it. Praise the Lord. That's what I call body ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. There was many years ago everybody spoke about body ministry and it came from America and they called it body ministry. And all the churches were somehow into body ministry. And nobody knew what they meant. And then they had courses, discover your gift. And interesting, nobody had a gift of giving. Nobody. And nobody had a gift of cleaning the toilets. Nobody had a gift to picking up those who have no car to bring them to church. But all boy, everybody wanted to have a gift standing in front and doing something. No, body ministries, that's what we see here in Joppa with Tabitha. She did because she know there's a need. There are women, there are widows. They have no one to care for them. And she did it. Hallelujah. And if you see a need in this church, fill it. Fill it. Don't wait for, for me of a blessing, you know, or to be ordained for something unless the Lord ordains you. Now we see here Cephas, that is Peter, and it was put into the heart of Paul. Don't forget the poor, and which I always endeavored to do, Peter says. Now Tabitha took this on her heart. She did close and so on. It was not something like that we can hear. Color your world. Anybody has heard it about? Yes? Uh, it's a kind of, uh, of, uh, of so-called ministry. The word ministry is far too good for that. You know, they go to a certain city here in Australia, the ladies, and then they get from a church, so-called ministry, color your world. They call it ladies' ministry. No! The church is not into fashion parade. The church has to preach the gospel, and if there's need and people are needy in the church, we must act upon. Hallelujah. You understand? That's what it is. That's what she did here. And she was doing this. But the Lord called her. Perhaps, I don't know. She was perhaps waiting for her for a reward from the Lord. What we do here on earth in the name of Jesus, we will get rewarded one day. Whether people notice it or not, the Lord does. He knows exactly where you did something. And even nobody 
had acknowledged the Lord's will. She was not forced to do something. She did it, and all the widows were happy. But now she died. She fell ill, and all were so sad. Now Peter was coming. And you know what a real ministry unto the Lord is? James. He wrote about it in James chapter 1, 27. A pure and undefiled threskiai, I say this Greek word especially, in order to not to say the word religion. It's a real wrong translation. Pure and undefiled threskia. That means ministry to God. I believe the Bible doesn't speak about religion. The gospel of Jesus Christ is no religion at all. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I hear an amen? Or are you all religious people? No. I might be perhaps the only unreligious person in this church. No, a real and pure, undefiled freskaya or kia, that means ministry out to God, in the sight of God our Father, is this to visit the orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Now that's what happened here in that church. Tabitha, she served the Lord. Hallelujah. And she was called up to the Lord and perhaps waiting for her reward. Now Peter got there. He was called to come to this place. Two men were sent and they said, Come on. Peter, come over here. And he came and they let him up into the upper room where Tabitha was lying on a bed, perhaps. She was dead, her body was there. And, of course, as I said, all these ladies showed him the nice garments she did. All this she did. And they were crying, they were so sad. Peter knew what the time was now. He didn't say, well, when is the funeral? Should we have a funeral now? No, he was not called for a funeral. But Peter had seen his master working wonderfully. He was close to the master. And Jesus sent once 12 disciples out in Matthew chapter 10, the verses 7 and 8. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
heal the sick and heal the sick and raise the dead. That was still in his heart. That's what a master told us. And here was somebody. She was useful in the church. Couldn't do anything anymore because she died. And Jesus told him, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leopard, cast out demons, freely you received, freely you give, amen, hallelujah. Freely you have received. Peter knew exactly what Jesus meant. And the authority the disciples got then was given by Jesus. And they went out. And as he returned, they experienced all these things. And Jesus said, and even one of the disciples said, even the demons have been obedient to us. And they went out. And Jesus, don't rejoice about that. Rejoice about that, that your names are written in heaven. Hallelujah. So these things were normal to Peter in his ministry. And as Peter went to her and said, Tabitha, rise. She opened her eyes. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? My wife, she saw it in my life. When I was lying dead on the road and I was brought to the hospital and uh, I was revived again and the Lord gave me life again. Amen. Hallelujah. You see here an ex-dead man standing in front of you, but alive. And Ella, what did it look like when I opened my eyes in the hospital? You were there. Asher. And that's what Peter saw. She opened her eyes. Can that people hear? Can that people hear? Jesus said, chapter 5, John, the hour is going to come when all those who are in the graves will hear the voice of the Son of Man. And they will rise. It looks like they can hear. It looks like they can hear. And she heard when Peter said, Tabitha, get up. And she got up. Now this has become known to all over Joppa and many believed in the Lord. Hallelujah. Signs and wonders have a reason not to show to anyone how much faith you have. Signs and wonders have a reason and that is this. 
that people should know Jesus is alive. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you understand now? Oh, hallelujah. Don't fear anything. The Lord is with you. The minister of Peter was now seen very clearly. There was peace in all the churches because the one who was actually starting the persecution was now sent to Tarsus. Peter, or Saul, was gone. Later on he got his name, Paul. We see how God worked in the acts of the apostles wonderfully. Hallelujah. I want to invite you to come on Friday to prayer meeting. How did Peter pray? Anybody knows that? What did he do? When he came into the upper room and he saw there Tabitha lying. What did he do? And he received his heart. He fell on his Knees. You know, these knees are very important for us. Don't you know that? Yes, that's what we do on Friday. We go on our knees and we pray. Hallelujah. That's why I want to invite everybody. If you never have been our prayer meeting, you must come. You're missing out. Something very important. Here on your knees, on our knees, God will fill us and make us usable for him. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord, that this word we heard this morning, Lord, might also become active in our lives. I pray for my life. Let it become active in my life, Lord Jesus. And I thank the Lord that you will bless my brothers and sisters. And we think of those, who, Lord, who are in hospital. Lord Jesus, let your presence be around them. Strengthen them in your precious and wonderful name. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.